Today's episode is brought to you by being transported to another world. Ah. Yeah, that's right. You've either just been transported by some fantastical means or met Truck-chan face-to-face and are now dead. As you do. What's more to say, except it's now time for you to be resurrected in another world. Congratulations! Now take your newfound ability and use it to save said world from said demon lord, king, race, or what have you. Being transported to another world. Find your purpose today. Warning, meeting Chuck-chan will most certainly result in death no matter how fast it's going. Seriously. It, it never, never stops. Ladies and gents, weebs and weebats, welcome to another episode of Nani? The po- <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> the podcast that you choose to listen to and fall down this rabbit hole of anime that we are going to be talking about. And A delightful series lies ahead of us. With me as always is my partner in crime and I don't know why I put up with this. Chris. Hi! <laughs> ah! Alright. So I'm sorry, you mentioned you, you mentioned series. Yes. So Chris, why don't you tell the listeners what we're gonna be doing? So with A new year having relatively recently started and new beginnings, as my dear friend Mike has talked about, you know, with the facet of a new year, with the facet of being transported to a new world by getting smashed by a truck and experiencing what we in the physics world like to call a violent change in momentum. (laughs) So what we thought about doing with all of this in line and in mind, now that we're not sick and dying, fun fact. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, Pneumonia will transport you to another world too. Yeah, let me tell you, we dodged that one narrowly. Um, We wanted to do a few isekai episodes in as much as the market is fairly saturated with them at the moment fairly saturated is a understatement yeah 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 so see there are some gems though there are some gems several and those are going to be the ones that we focus on and bear with us for this for this entire month or however many episodes we decide to do this do 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 Uh, shoot myself now Um, but yes thank you Chris for for, uh, uh, giving us that beautiful introduction into what is essentially going to be uh, our version of flooding the market with isekai you know you just have to ride the current You, you have to ride the current you have to ride that wave and boy do we have some gems to ride? Oh, yes. So with that being said, we're going to dive right into this this week's anime. Which... And start from zero in a new world. All right, I'm out. No, no. <laughs> Can't do it. No. You love it and you I'm know done. it. You get back here. I, I need to close the door. What? Door closed. All right. Success. Okay, yes. Yes. All right, I'm back. <laughs> yes. So with with Chris's just over punness, we are going to talk about ReZero. Starting from zero in a new world. Over and over 
and over. That that man's KD ratio is quite low. His, his KD ratio <laughs> is like, I'm pretty sure he's in the point fives or something. That that sounds generous. That, that sounds very generous. So, so for those of you who don't know, ReZero is an isekai anime. Spoiler. Uh, about a young, shut-in high schooler named Subaru. Natsuki Subaru. Natsuki Subaru. Oh, Basaru. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so one day, he's just, actually, nighttime. He goes to a local convenience store to just buy some, buy some food. and uh, Just living the high life. Potato chips, instant ramen, and reading some manga on the stands. Truly a fulfilling shut-in life. Some moments are priceless. For everything else, there's MasterCard. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, we are not sponsored by MasterCard. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyway, yeah, he's just picking up some picking up some food, enjoying uh, his life, and all of a sudden he starts to get some little eye strain that he thinks is from playing video games all day. <laughs> However, that eye strain rapidly develops into hallucinations. Uh, it, uh, uh, hallucinations or just freaking, hey, you're in another world now. Boom. Our intrepid main character, Subaru, is now standing in the middle of a foreign marketplace. And honestly, for all that it's worth, he picks up on it, like, really quick. He really does. Like, he's just immediately, oh, well, I've been transported to another world. And uh, the, the, so here's how meta this anime is. It's like, he, the, the creators of the anime already know that there's a bunch of isekai anime out there. So what do they start off by doing? Accepting that this is something that just happens. Accepting that I, it's something and, that just happens. And that is really a testament to just how, like, there's a lot of fantastic writing in this series, which we'll get to. But, like, yeah. even just starting with this example, it's been two minutes into it, and we're already getting, like, a little bit of meta writing and a bit of acceptance. This one came out a few years ago. Yeah. So it's not like, there are a few other series which are kind of, like, self-aware with the fact that we're pretty oversaturated with isekai. I would say this one though was kind of like the first. This on is that absolutely the trailblazer of that particular thing. Which, which I mean, you have to give them credit for. Like they saw they saw the trend happening, and then they're like, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna cut it off at the past. This, this is the way it is. And and there you go. And, and so our main character is just sort of like, oh hey, I've been transported to a new world, which means I must have some sort of amazing powers. And I'm going to be rich and famous, yeah. and it's going to be great. This is the beginning of my new and wonderful life. Yeah, wonderful's <laughs> a word. That, that's a way to describe it. Oh. The, the thing that actually caught me, though, is because, you know, isekai is the term for being resurrected to another world yeah, in Japanese. Isekai literally means new world. Yeah. And and so it I it took me off guard the first time I watched it because it's like I had heard the term isekai and all that, and then it's like what five minutes into this anime I, I hear isekai and I'm like what he he knows <laughs> like, that that's just that's just a little thing that freaked me out and I loved it, <laughs> but but anyway so yeah main character is in a fantastic new world, uh, since this is such a trope for the Japanese. He immediately is like, okay, I have a fantastical powers now. I am here in a fantasy world. Yeah, it's like, I see myself in medieval architecture. I see demi-humans and other races around. 
Therefore, I am the main character of the story, and I have to have superpowers. Obviously. He's like, this is fantasy. I obviously have to have magic or something. And five minutes later? She has zero magic. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. And the enhanced physical strength? Nope. Any sort of combat prowess? (laughs) What's combat? (laughs) Actually, okay, so I will... Well, I I think this is more kind of, like, attuned to with his ability as we'll find out later but I mean th- there are some things that he tends to like predict like in that one fight scene where he kicked the table to block the knife we, we he does he is quick on the uptake so so we will say this like he is a shut-in but at the same time he is a fairly physically fit yeah shut-in he's not like your typical I just sit at home and play computer games all day which I mean he does right but at the same time he also exercises yeah he does floor exercises they talk about it in the series where uh, like a little bit where it's like he did some stuff he's not like sitting there uh, super fat guy yeah all that jazz yeah so I mean yes he loves video games but at the same time he is also uh he's got stamina he's he's physically like fit I mean he's not like you know all-American baseball or football As or most people are not. Yeah, as most people are not. But he's, like, you know, average. Yeah, he, he, he's average by modern standards. No, I mean, to that being said, he does not have any combat experience or well, anything like that. You mean like we're that. not normally trained in melee combat in this day and age? We are Spartans! No, we're not. <laughs> Throw the baby off the cliff. Oh, okay, I'm glad we passed that. <laughs> For now. No, please no. Okay, but anyway, back to Subaru. <laughs> so so he is now in this fantastical medieval fantasy world. Uh, he notices the demi-humans around him. He notices that he can't read the language. Uh, he can still speak the language, however. Um, and people understand him and he understands them. Uh, gosh, where should we go from here? It is at this point that after he's sort of realized that he's broke... Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's got nothing. You know, like you said, he can't really like immediately do anything, and he's sort of realized that he doesn't have any fantastical powers. He runs into after oh well after being a little bit dismayed, walking into an alley and sort of bemoaning how lame this new world <laughs> he's been transported to is. He gets mugged. Yep. Three robbers just sort of pop in and are like, "Hey, give me everything you have." You know, and he's got himself a, a bag of snacks to his name, and that's about it. That's all. Also, a very powerful flip phone. Ooh. Ooh. But he gets mugged, and things aren't going very well, and he starts getting the crap kicked out of him. Yeah. When along comes a beautiful girl, uh, whose name he does not know, but who's able to whip icicles out of thin air which is awesome very awesome and she saves his life after he is quite severely injured yep and then uh from there because she is on her own mission because her insignia uh has been stolen by someone and she thinks he might know and has information uh he does not so, but then he decides to kind of like team up with her help her out stuff like that yep uh, until we end up in the slums. Yep. Of, Head over to the slums. Of where this capital city. More, most robbery type things would tend to end up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we find uh, a rundown bar. Yep. A loot house. A loot house. Subaru opens the door. 
and finds two dead bodies. Like, dead in a very spectacularly messy manner. There is a lot of blood on the floor, there are limbs missing, there are orifices made more orifice It's just It's just a bad day. And uh, immediately gets sliced. Yep, he immediately finds himself with a brand new opening right in the middle of his gut. And then the girl comes in and, and gets sliced. Yep. And so, just a, a grand total of maybe like 20 minutes into the first episode, our intrepid hero who has been transported to a new world bleeds out in absolute agony in the middle of the floor and dies. Until a couple seconds later, when it fades to black, and then it kind of starts fading back in, and you see him back in front of a merchant he was talking to in town. What? And that's where the first episode ends. So, so to fast forward for everyone a little bit, we find out that Subaru pretty much has the ability of automatic autosaves in life. Yep. And whenever he dies, he will be resurrected at a certain point. Yep. He, like you're saying, he, at, contingent upon his being brought into a new world, this ability gives him a save point. He comes back to life. He, after figuring out what's happening to him, deems this power returning by death. Yeah. I mean, and auto he, save. And he retains a memory of the things that have happened to him. But no one else. Yeah, he knows everything that happened, but no one else around him has any idea. And we also later find out that he cannot speak to anyone about it. Because as soon as he starts to tell someone about it, he, he will die. He, he's put in excruciating pain. Well, he's put in excruciating pain, and then it manifests as like a dark hand is around his heart. Yeah, literally gripping his heart. I don't think he was ever actually killed by it. See, I could have sworn it there was one time... It did kill people around him. Oh, it killed people around him. Okay. Yep. So either way, either people around him die, or he yeah. dies. He forced it out at one point, and it kills Amelia. Uh, the beautiful girl who saved him, as it turns out. So, so yeah, he can't tell anyone about this. And which is a massive point of contention. Welcome to ReZero. So this series overall hits really hard. It it does wonderful, wonderful, wonderful character building. The the character building is amazing. Like characters I didn't think I was gonna really care about. Yeah. Or I thought were gonna be side characters. Like end up taking on a main point. Some of the coolest characters ever. Because like from the very start, we we have Subaru, we have Amelia, and we have Felt and Old Man Rom and the Sword Guy. So Felt Reinhard. Felt was the uh, was the thief. a demi human thief that stole Amelia's insignia. Uh, Old Man Rom is the runner of the loot house. And uh, Reinhardt, we come to find out, is a knight who just happened to be passing by and helped Subaru out. And is the most prodigious swordsman in the kingdom. Yeah. As it turns out. And he's kind of like one of the nicest people he's ever. He's just a good guy. He's genuine. Yeah. He's a good dude. So, in, in the wake of the things that happened, sort of at the start, of uh, you know, you can go watch it yourself, you can go read synopses yourself. Uh, he dies a couple times. He tries several different methods of trying to like resolve the situation of everyone dying in the loop house. Yeah. Uh, and they eventually succeed in this really amazing fight. Um, and then 
it ends with him having still been sliced open, but with help immediately at hand. Well, well, yeah, because we see the immediate health. Because normally when he dies and gets, like, you know, returned to, returned to life. Everyone else is already dead. Everyone else is either already dead or he's alone or yeah. it will immediately fade to black. And then he's, like, you know, at his last autosave point. Yeah. Um, but th- this point, yeah, I think... I think in the anime it's like four episodes, like three or two, four. three or four episodes yeah. uh, that this all two, two hour, about two hours of runtime. Yeah, uh, so about two hours into the anime, uh, you finish essentially what I would call the first arc. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and it actually it does a very good job of uh, again we mentioned earlier the character development. Uh, the world building is very well done. Yeah. Like, like there's there's almost very little that's said about it, and yet... We, Especially at the start. Yeah, and, and yet we understand a lot about this world, like, within the first two hours. Yeah. And then we, we'll, we'll understand more about it, like, you know, an hour or two later. Yeah, it provides, it provides a lot of context. Because, like, just like you're saying, like, when Subaru is first transported transported to this new world we know as much about it as he does which is diddly and so like especially seeing it the first time I was like stunned with the way they did they didn't have narration they didn't have exposition it was just sort of like oh hey unless I specifically ask someone about this I'm not going to know so like he doesn't even know the name of the country he's in for like (coughs) Pardon me, a considerable amount of time. No, yeah, and he actually uses some pretty interesting context clues to like figure stuff out. Like, yeah, he, he tries to he tries to purchase like an apple with Japanese yen. Yeah, uh, and they're like, I've never seen this before. I have no idea what it is. I mean, we and, certainly don't take it here. Uh, so he's he's fairly. I, I'm actually surprised, like how resourceful he is. He's super quick on the uptake for for you know being like right into a new place that you've never been to before. Yeah, like, in, in some of our future episodes, we'll see, like, the flip side of a lot of Isekai, where usually the main character is wildly overpowered. Yeah. And and we'll see some examples of, like, some good character balance. In this particular case, Subaru isn't overpowered in literally any way. But, like we've been saying, he's very quick on the uptake. He's yeah. very light on his feet. He's got a lot of wits. And I kind of wanted to go this way to start, like, the whole Isekai train with, because, yeah, th- that's a very common thing, is that, you know, they're transported to the other world, and they have some sudden superpower. I have unlimited cosmic power! Well, freaking uh, uh, Death March. Uh, in t- I, what, what was it? Death, Death March? March into a parallel world? Yeah, Death March into a parallel world. I haven't world. gotten to see that. So, computer programmer for a game uh, is going through Crunch. Which, for those of you who don't know, crunch is uh, where it's where like intolerable work times. People will spend like almost 20, 20 hours a day working uh, without any sleep trying to complete a game. But anyway, so head developer for this game is in crunch. Uh, he finally finishes what he wanted to do. He falls asleep, wakes up in his game, and immediately uh, he's only given three powers. But uh, they happen to be, like, pretty much destroy everything type powers. He, he can call down meteors, like, just right off the bat. He's level one. He's uh, summoned, and there's an army in front of them, calls down one string of meteors, 
immediately levels up to 999. Oh, okay, I have seen that. I yeah. have seen that. Um, so so the, the thing is, is that the trait with the Isekai is normally they have a uh, major superpower. Yeah. Re-Zero, his only power is the resurrection power. Yeah, he, he doesn't permanently die. To which I would say that that kind of puts a stipulation on a lot of things. Yeah, it, it's, it's everything is handled in a very, very interesting way. There's nothing sure ever. Yeah. Like, there is the entire series is loaded with very legitimate peril. Because it's like, so Subaru can die, but very it, easily. It hurts. I mean, it's yeah. something that he frequently talks about where it's like, this really hurts. I don't want to die again. It's like, I don't necessarily see another way around this, but like, I do not want to die. And yeah. like, they, like we were saying, they do a fantastic job with character development. Like, he suffers from very severe mental breakdown and post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. like later on in the series, from some of the things that he's experienced in very short order. So, like, after after what we were talking about with the loot house, Amelia brings him back to where she lives in this mansion, um, led owned by Count Roswall, with the maids Rem and Rem. Oh. Rem and Rem. You know, uh, they become me- staples oh. and some oh. of the most important characters in this show. Uh, and who's the lolly vampire girl? Library? Beatrice. Beatrice. Yes. Me thinks. What is it you want? I suppose. I suppose. I, I I don't know why they were like. I suppose after every sentence was uh, the same as you know, they, see, she says. Blah blah blah. Kashira. You know, Veroni Kenshin and a lot of others are like Degozaru and that sort of thing. That's Love her verbal Chibinaru tech. and other oddities. Yes! Oh, no. Well, there's going to be no. more deaths in this oh, one, too. No. <laughs> no. My heart isn't ready yet. Yes! <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're introduced to this new cast of characters uh, who are essentially Subaru's allies. Um, to a point. Not at the start. Well, I mean, who not does at... he get killed by first? I forget who Rem. kills him first. Rem kills him multiple times. Oh, it's Rem killing it's him. It's Rem over and over that again? brutally murders him at least in two his times. sleep. Well, what? Well, never in his sleep. Because what was it? So, like, it's really, really interesting. First time he gets there, he gets killed by the curse in his sleep. The next time he dies. He gets murdered in the hall by oh, Rem. Oh, yeah. And then he gets murdered by Rem out in the forest. Yeah, okay. Um, it's starting to come and back. And then, what is, yeah, Rem is afflicted by the curse. And, and, yeah. And then he, that's when he jumps off the cliff. Yeah. So, so, so he just, we just rattled off a lot of him dying. That's like three episodes. That, that he, is three episodes. And uh, the entire time, well, because, so the first time it happens, uh, you know, he's an utter he's, shock. Yeah, because he's thinking like life is good. This is great. He's living at the mansion now. He's working at the mansion. Yeah, he he could have asked for any sort of boon from Count Roswell for and saving he just, Amelia. He asks for employment. I want to work here. That's it. And well, we know it's because he loves Amelia. Yeah, he just wants to. Be he he wants to do anything he can to stay around her. But but yeah, the I mean, even the first time I saw it, I was like, why did he? Why did he die? It's like what? When? Yeah, he he wakes up, you know, in this big bedroom, and it's like I don't remember going to sleep here. And he finds himself in the exact same circumstances of a couple days prior, 
It's just like, what happens? You know? And and so he has to solve the mystery of why he is he's what is back killing where he is. him? Yeah, and you know, then he makes Rem mad and. Rem is suspicious of him. Over and over and over Cause, again. Because we very quickly find out um, by like context clues that the reason why he's been transported here, the reason why he's reviving, is because of his association to the envious witch, Satella. And Rem and Ram and several other people can smell the witch's scent on him. Yeah. And so they're suspicious of him. Even though they say multiple times and they make a point to say it, I don't sense any malice in him at all. Yep. Like, they they, they say it multiple times and they make it a point to. We don't, like, because uh, Puck, we didn't talk about Puck, who's a spirit that Amelia's Amelia, personal. Uh, Amelia's personal, like, familiar, if you will. Uh, Puck says it. Crazy powerful. Who's crazy powerful and freaking adorable. Also, yes. Uh, but Puck has said, I don't send any malice or ill intention from him. Uh, Rem and Ram have both said it. Uh, in, to an extent. To, well, to an extent. Beatrice has. Beatrice has even said Be- Beatrice it. Beatrice is just like, he is basically like, he's stupid, but he's not a malice filled individual. Pretty much anyone who comes into contact with Subaru who has magical, like, uh, affinity can tell that he he really isn't a threat um but they still smell the scent of of the witch on him so like that's the that's the peculiar part yeah a dire mark and we find out that rem and ram have a very precarious history with associates of the witch from their past and that's why rem goes nuts and just is like i'm gonna kill you over and over again yep I mean, granted, though, so each time, you know, it's just Rem-like. Yeah. She has no memory of the previous iterations of those timelines. She's only killed him once in those timelines. According to her, but then Subaru's Subaru like, Subaru has been you've, murdered you've by murdered a gigantic so mace ball. Oh, I love her mace. Oh. oh we I love all her love mace. Rem. All of you who watch this will come to discover that Rem is best girl. Rem is best girl for time and all eternity. Fight me. In any series I have ever seen, there is no one who is more best girl than Rem. Especially, so yes, we know he kills Su- she kills Subaru a couple times. You know, you know. But, I mean, there's growing pains in every relationship, yeah, right? Yeah, which just becomes a point of absolute and total frustration <laughs> by the time we hit episode 18 or so. <laughs> we won't spoil all of that. Uh, well, because but, for those of you who haven't seen it, at this juncture, we need to say, please watch ReZero. Season 1 is out in its entirety. 27 episodes. They are, well, and, and then, in fact, it also needs to be said that a director's cut is, is being re-released right now. Yep. Where, instead of 27 episodes, it, they're releasing them in hour-long segments. Yep, hour-long segments, slightly improved visuals. Uh, de-censored a few of the messier things. Same storyline, though. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. ReZero Season 2 Comes is out in supposed April. to be coming out in April. Yep. So, woo. <sighs> but, uh... I, I mean, so, in terms of in terms of Isekai goes, like, I'm glad we started with this one. Yes. Uh, because there is a lot to be said about it. I mean... We we learn uh, we learn about the different facets of the world. Yep. Uh, we learn 
why because there is a there is a portion too where Amelia is uh uh frowned upon yeah like persecuted there's a lot of social prejudice so we we haven't said this but Amelia is a half elf she's a silver-haired half elf and she just happens to perfectly fit the physical description of, of the, the envious witch, witch Satella. Which is a point of constant consternation because people will automatically look down on half-elves because like, okay, you're a mixed breed. But then they're like, Satella's a half-elf and she's evil, so all half-elves must be evil. Yeah. And so she is widely looked down upon. And to the point where, what, in the first episode where she where he meets Amelia, she says her name is Satella. Just, uh, yeah, and, and Puck is like, that's in bad taste. And when you first see it, it's like, what does he mean? But the curious thing is, is that, you know, Subaru is like, okay, you just, like your name's Satella. You wholeheartedly just like, okay, Satella. And it's like, it's obvious he has no idea. Yeah, he has no idea. And, you know, uh, friggin', friggin' Amelia and Puck are like, really? Like, side-eyeing him? Like, you, that, you that doesn't know. bother you at all? It's like, well, why would it? And, and and you know then it kind of it screws up later when he like goes to call her yeah, name in the, in the middle of a crowded up. crowded street. Yeah, so I, tell her everyone looks at him, and just a look of absolute malice from Amelia. Oh my gosh! So, oh, so so the whole it's a like we said it's a point of massive frustration for him because he has all of these experiences. Like, in quote-unquote real time throughout the course of the series, it's only about, like, two weeks. Essentially, yeah, because he keeps rewinding. But he experiences at least four times that much time I, it, because he keeps dying. It's at least, like, a month and a half worth of so worth he, of stuff. He has all of these experiences. He has some really, really deep and moving experiences with people. That are erased. That essentially get just undone. So, like, for example... Well, to a, to a point. Because, yeah. like, the whole thing with the first arc, like, yeah, he's got... I, I was actually sad that the entire first portion... His first run-through. His first run-through with Amelia got erased. Because yeah. that was... That, that was downright, like, cute when they were helping the little girl and then yep. just, like, getting to know each other. And, you know, they were essentially, like, on a date, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that got undone... And then, you know, granted their relationship started to build, like, after the, what, third run or so? Yes. Like, the last run. But it, it didn't seem, like, as meaningful as impa and impactful as the first time. Yeah. At no. least to me. And, and, and that really is a testament to the struggle that Subaru faces. Because, yeah. like, it's something that Amelia asks later on. We're just like why are you doing all of this for me? Because, like, Subaru is going, like, way above and beyond, like, any sort of, like, reasonable service or whatever. It seems stalkerish at points. Yeah. But it, but to Subaru, like, he's done this multiple times like, before. He explicitly states, he's like, you've done more for me than you could possibly know. You've done more for me than you remember. And she doesn't know that, but to Subaru, he keeps all these memories. And that's that's part of, like, that's part of the heartbreaking part. Yeah. It's, like, about halfway through the series, you know, when he gets injured with the night fight and whatnot. Yeah. And Amelia is just sort of like, I want, I want you to explain this to me. Like, help me understand. I want to understand you. And because of the curse that's on him where he can't speak about yeah. the fact that he can come back to life, his heart is literally gripped 
he is frozen and he can't say a thing. And Amelia is forced to just be like, well, I'm sorry you don't trust me. I'm sorry you can't tell me these things. I have to go. Yeah. And he's just left. And it, it creates a point of contention yeah. between them. And it's... And uh, I just he, hope he gets to say something in the second season. Seriously. I mean, like, I have never seen a series where basically anyone, especially the main character, is as absolutely run down yeah. as Subaru. Like, he watches everyone he knows in this new world get brutally murdered multiple times. And like we said earlier, that breaks him. Yeah. I, I mean, so honestly, I would... I would say I've seen maybe one other anime that where the main character gets run down that much, and I, I would say that's Rising of the Shield Hero. Like, that is bad, certainly. I, I, I mean, I mean, granted, it's not as bad as watching like everyone you love die over and over again, brutally. But you know, being summoned to another world to help save it, and then automatically getting blamed for rape and. <laughs> Something like, which we'll talk about in a future episode, The Rising of the Shield Hero. Well, I, I, we've already done an episode of Rising of the Shield Hero. Wait, we have already? Yes. I'm still sick and I don't remember anything. It's okay, we can do another one because there's going to have to be a season two eventually, yes. right? Yes, yep, more, more manga's coming out. Oh, yes, but if you want to hear our talk about uh, Rising, Rising of, of the, the Shield, Shield Hero, Hero, subscribe to Nani and look for it on Spotify. It's there. And Google Podcasts. And Lots of iTunes. places. Everywhere your podcast needs. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hurts. It hurts. Um, Man, yeah. Is there anything more we want to say about ReZero? Uh, uh, there's a lot more we could say, but honestly... Like we said earlier, we just highly encourage you to go out and watch it. If you've already seen it, give it a rewatch. Because I just rewatched it. I had pneumonia. I was in bed for six days. I rewatched it, and man, I just bawled. I'm going through my rewatch right now. I'm actually watching the director's cuts, and I'm up to episode four. Five should be released like this week. Yep. Um, to which is like I think that's up to like. That that almost I think, halfway through the first season. Uh, the the upcoming episode or this episode that just came out should finish the second arc. Like uh, pacing, just like a brief comment about pacing. This series is wonderfully paced because there's the first arc with the loot house, then the first arc in the mansion, then the at capital arc, then the go back and find out about the cult arc, then the white whale arc, then the finishing the cult arc. Yeah. In 27 episodes. It, it is original. It, it is very, very well paced. They, they tell a lot, and they tell it well. I mean, personally, when I originally watched it, I thought the first few episodes were slow. But, I mean, in hindsight, like, you kind of have to establish what's going on. Yeah. So They do a good job world building, and then they never stop. See, and that's why I actually prefer the director's cuts, because you get, like, pretty much the first four episodes... In or the first four or five episodes, and like the first two episodes of the director's cut, same amount of airtime, same amount of airtime. I just don't have to watch the closing credits uh, or, one more time. Yeah, I just uh, uh, that's that's point of contention, I guess. Uh, it, it's me just not wanting to click buttons over and over again. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll have to we'll have to do a deeper dive into ReZero. This is... We'll absolutely revisit it with Season 2. Uh, oh, oh, totally. And, uh, you know, this is just to give you a taste, a 
noise taste noise noise into the world of the magic that is isekai this this is the gateway this is the gateway welcome to a brand new world isekai is a hell of a drug Mm. well for some people other people absolutely hate them but like we said we are picking out the gems of the isekais so uh re-zero Ah. Kirby? They they do that sound a couple times. Oh, the ha! Ah. Like it's kind of like creepy and un- yeah. undertone. Okay, I, I don't have for a second. I'm I'm sitting there like it thinking, why like are you Kirby? Kirby? Well, it, Kirby's just adorable. Well, so now when I'm gonna watch that and I hear that, I'm just gonna think like demonic Kirby's in the background, like ha! Is that too far off from normal Kirby? Uh, you're right. <laughs> when your stomach's an alternate dimension. Either way. Either way. Anyway, ReZero, it's a fantastic uh, start into what we are we are calling Isekai Month. Uh, give it a watch. Crunchyroll, I think it's on Funimation. It's on Verve. Anywhere, anywhere you can find anime. Um, do yourself a favor. Give it a watch. Just give it a watch. Just do as we say. Would you kindly watch ReZero? Begins typing in verb.co. <laughs> as you should. Uh, but anyway, Chris, Mike. as always, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that <laughs> that went a lot less longer than I was, uh, I was expecting. Uh, but to all of you out there in podcast land, you have been listening... To Nani. <laughs> we'll catch you next time.